Media Network is proud to present Cosmic Prayers, your weekly shift, Mondays at 11, Mountain Time, with your host, Laura Topper. The Cosmic Prayers, live from the UK. And now, here she is, Laura Topper. Hi and welcome to the Cosmic Prayer. It's so great to be here. Another week, another Monday. It's five o'clock here in the UK and I think around 10 o'clock in the morning mountain time. And we are here with a really exciting show today. Um, joining us is somebody that is very, very, oh, hi, Wayne. Circles of hugs. I love it. Somebody that is extremely um, powerful in his reverendship, his ministering. He's a part of New Thought Media Network in such a wonderful way. He shows up weekly with two shows here on the network, um, New Thought Today and Ministers Talking <laughs> And if you don't know who this is, this is a little guessing game to, to know who it is. Um, he's also an integral part of the prayer team here on New Thought Media Network and Senior Minister of CSL Denver. So I'm going to tell you who it is. It's Reverend Elzia Sekou, uh, lovely no lovingly known as Rev Z. I'm just so, so pleased and honored that you're here today, Rev Z, on the Cosmic Prayer, joining us. Hi, welcome. Hello. Thank you so much. Enjoy to be here. And kind of doing by location. I'm here in Colorado, but I'm also over in London. So that's 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 lovely. Time traveling. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. And Rev Z, I just love it that you you know you you do so much here on uh, on the network for New Thought Media Network. Your involvement here with the consciousness that you bring and your understanding of science of mind and new thought and every time I listen to your whatever you're doing I'm really inspired by what you bring thank you yeah well you know it's it's uh it's a passion of mine if you will to to spread spiritual knowledge and information and to and to help people cultivate spiritual practices so that they uh can navigate the labyrinth that we are on as we as we travel through life and uh, seek to be the best that we can be. Yeah. And a part of that for you is being on the, uh, is being um, a rich part or uh, of the prayer ministry here and the work that you do as a, you know, it serving in that way. And that, that, that's so empowering, I believe to be, you know, here in, because New Thought Media Network is a is a new ish focused ministry, and yes. you know it, it's grown out of last year, out of twenty twenty, and the few of us that have said yes to being a part of this and joining, um, realize the power of prayer, and you know that too. And yes. so, what does how how's the how does that come about for you? How does that weave into your story of prayer, being a prayer minister here? Well, you know, as uh, as you said, like the whole blossoming, if you will, of the network came out of a call for prayer uh, during the the uh, pandemic of COVID, and so uh, from that perspective, 
there were being daily prayers given in the morning and in the evening to pray for anybody who was having any kind of experience uh, during that, that, that pandemic time. For myself personally, um, my prayer practice started really, really early. Uh, my prayer practice started effectively when I was six years old uh, and my mother passed away. And so uh, being born in the South and having that whole kind of tradition, uh, which we'll save for another time, uh, I was into a lot of prayer, which at that time at six was more of asking questions to God, trying to get an understanding wow. of what had just happened and how am I at six yeah. years old to navigate and, and all of that. And so uh, so from that experience, it, it began to cultivate my prayer life, which for me was a private, intimate moment between me and the divine. And so that was that was my first foray, if you will, into prayer. And did that serve you right there and then as a six year old, old, you know, having that happen for you as your experience? That must have been very powerful that you leaned into prayer, knowing that 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 you know that was your communion, even if it was asking and begging. It's it's still an opening up of a connection, isn't it? Yeah, and to the divine. And it was it, it wasn't necessarily you know beseeching. It was more like, why does this happen? Uh, can you know? Yeah. Uh, it was it was more of an opening up an intuitive um, container. To put these, which is pretty much what uh, affirmative prayer is, is to put these ideas, these concepts into the uh, ethereal universe and allow the word to take form and come back to you in an answer and a manifestation. So even though it, it, it looked a little different from the way we pray in uh, religious science and science of mind, the concept was the same, which is to make a statement, to make a declaration of what it is you want or need an answer for or need healing for, and then allow the universe to begin to unfold that idea and make it manifest in our lives. Yeah. And, and I'm sorry. And sometimes that question, that answer came as a book or right. as one who came across my path, or it could have even been in a song I was listening to that gave me some solace. And so, the, the concept of prayer is universal. The way someone's approach it can vary, but if they are sincere and open-hearted in their delivery and asking for the universe to listen and hear their call, prayer works. I love that. Because I was going to ask you, you know, because at six, if, was it a continued practice? Did, did you continue that into your teens and... Was that did that become a foundational piece for you to carry on praying because you knew how it how, how it was working for you? Yes, and and I actually still use it today. Uh, yeah. In in terms of when I find myself in a situation where I need to 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 rationalize that there's a concept that uh, I found that Ernest Holmes talks about is a in terms of. There are two types of prayers. There's the affirmative prayer, but then there's also uh, 
the prayer of negation, if you will, where it is this concept of asking questions and negating those things mm -hmm. that are not congruent or that not put you in alignment with the divine inspiration of the most high. So it's that kind of uh, getting clear and, yeah. and removing those things that are in your mind that could block you yeah. or does not keep the channel open. And we need that as well, don't we? Because our logical mind will aim. It always aim always is to keep us in a safe, nice, safe, cozy place where it thinks that we are doing fine in and we don't need to grow or know anything different than what we already know. So isn't it amazing that we can do that in prayer as well, that we can have that kind of argument, if you like, if you want to call it that, um, that process in prayer. There are even different ways to use affirmative prayer to get to the truth. Exactly. And 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 because uh you know one of the foundational statements of, of affirmative prayer is to uh step into this recognition, the first two steps, the recognition and the unification, recognize that there's only God and God is everywhere, and that I am in direct communication and connection with that. Well. If my mind is clouded by all sorts of thoughts, uh, I can have the best words for that prayer, <laughs> but the feeling, the energy of it, yeah. because my logical mind has given me some other blocks or, 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 or obstacles, the prayer is going to be minimally effective at best. So that negative approach is to get those ideas out of your head. We, we always say, change your thought and change your life. Well, yeah. by changing that thought pattern that's there, I begin to change my vibration for prayer as well. And I really like what you've just said because um, Reverend Catherine talked about this a few weeks ago because we have this idea that change your thought, change your life is kind of, it's a bit of a blasé statement that, you know, if you suddenly think of, you know, <laughs> something, you know, <laughs> incredible that it's just going to land and, and, oh, it might. You know, yes. that might happen, too. If our consciousness is is there with that, that might happen, too. However, it, um, what I really like of what she said and what you're saying now is that we, we do that in prayer. We change our thought in prayer and come back to truth so that, in fact, we're not even with thought, really. Yeah. For yeah. me, I'm, I'm, I'm not hanging around in that place of trying to <laughs> get my thoughts right in prayer. Yeah. Well, and 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 you make the you make the point. I think that is that is pivotal, and that is, it's not so much the words or the thoughts per se. They do count, and they are they are the bridge. But yeah. what it, what what I believe that is the most important thing is the ability to have those words translate to a feeling within you, to to create a vibration and an openness uh, that allows that 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 conduit between you and the divine to take shape. Now, you know, for some people that could be music. For some people that could be dance. Yeah. For some people that could be exercise that that allows them to have these thoughts but also these other things that create that conduit to be open and then they're a free vessel. Then at that point I really don't even need to say anything. Yes. The, the openness of my heart and and the and the vibrational frequency that I'm emitting into the universe is already known manifest. Yes. 
And so how do you now, you know, as minister, senior minister of um, CSL uh, Denver and here on the prayer team, you're obviously very used to using prayer for yourself and to serving by assisting others to understand prayer and to use it for themselves, because that's the key, isn't it? We yes. want people to really, you know, not to have to lean and, and rely on others all the time. It's to get to that place within ourselves so that we can do it for ourselves. Uh, of course, we always, it's always good to have a prayer partner or to reach out to somebody when we can't see that. But to have our own practice, that takes, that takes um, devotion, doesn't it? To really put it into our daily practice, even when we don't see the demonstrations. Yes, it does. And, and you know, I think there's a, there's a, 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 a quote in the Bible um, that speaks where Jesus says, you know, you should pray relatively in the closet, right? So he's, he's making the, the statement or making the point that prayer is a private moment between you and the divine. It's not for show. It's not for exaltation. It's not any of that. It is a moment where you are literally surrendering to the divine and being open. And so that kind of uh, approach in terms of praying for yourself and praying for others and, and praying in groups. For me, I think the key point is get out of our own way, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think often, and I, I still suffer, if you will, from it myself, of trying to get these nice words and these nice feelings, you know, I mean, these nice words and sayings, but it's really the feeling. Uh, and and I, I remember uh, for those of you who are uh, familiar with Greg Braden, um, he speaks about a time he lives down in uh, New Mexico, and he speaks about a time when he was interacted with some uh, Native American indigenous yes. representatives of that state, and yes. there was a rain shortage, and he needed, you know, they were praying for rain, and he said, "Oh man, I'm going to go and watch this," and he thought he was going to see some elaborate thing, and he goes out. And the guy does something very simple, you know, recognize yeah. four corners, da, da, da. And he's all right, let's go. And he's like shocked because he was waiting for this elaborate thing. And the guy said, no, it, it's none of that. It's the feeling. It's the energy that I project. And according to his story, that night, it started raining. And it rained like it never rained before, which is a great wow. example of what prayer is. So we're busy. We're all busy trying to make everything happen, aren't we? Running around like <laughs> trying to do everything and think that we have we're in charge, trying to make it all happen. And you know, more and more, I'm learning to actually relax yes. and do less, and I'm getting more done. And I think that's uh, that's for me. That's a faith in the divine, a faith of the divine that God is always happening and that I, I only need to do my bit and then I can let go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that's the key thing too. I mean, all these keys, right. But, but, yeah. but that whole thing of releasing and letting it go. Right. So that I'm not trying to work it out or think it out or any of that. If I can go into the space and be sincere and surrender and open myself up for what I'm, seeking to have manifested in my life and I can let it go, then the, you know, you know, it says that the law 
of the divine is mathematical. It's mechanical. It will work. But once you, so once you do, you know, once I cut on the water faucet, even if I have a long water hose and it may take a minute before the water starts coming out, it's already working. It's wake, it's moving through. And then all of a sudden, boom, the water comes out. And so that's how we have to look at this thing. And then the other part I think that's key is for me, what I do after I can really do that. And that's hard to do sometimes because we get in our own way. But then I look for the signs. I look for coincidences. I look for synchronicities. I look for those things that affirm that my prayer has been heard, that it is on the way or it is right here now, which which allows me to have more fervor and more energy attached to that prayer that happened maybe a week ago, a month ago. Yeah. Just increases the uh, divine receptivity at that moment. I love what you've just said because it's such a reminder that it doesn't all happen in one big chunk. What we're praying for comes in pieces as and when we're ready to receive. Yes. And often we can get frustrated because we'll see a piece and maybe even ignore it or it won't be in our perception because we think it's not the the actual form of what it is that we desire and yet it's a lead into it it's a lead into it and so that would you say that's why it's so important then to be open to keep saying yes yes i a hundred percent you know there's there's this thing that you have to always be open always receptive which which speaks to this whole idea of awareness right um, then there's this other piece of that, that uh, and, and there's a lot of to and fro and on the idea of when we pray, should we be specific mm-hmm. or should we kind of leave it open? Not outline so much. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, I can make a case for both. Right. Because, yeah. of, you know, if, if I if I get too descriptive and too restrictive. I begin to shrink my container or the vessel that is going to receive that prayer. Right. At the other side, at the end of the spectrum, if I'm too vague, if I'm too yeah. open, I may have this great big container, but the rain may fall just on the other side and I get no water in my container, so to speak. So, so it's this, I think again, it's this uh, idea of how do we make our, request, if you will, known, but then leaving room for the idea that I'm coming from my logical mind. Yes. And that by definition, there are things that I don't see or can't see or whatever that will may sound expansive, but in reality is restrictive. And so I, I believe there's this dance. There's a cosmic dance that goes on with that prayer. Sometimes it's very specific. Sometimes it's a little more loose. Sometimes it's right in the middle. Wow. Something's just really, as you're saying all of this, I'm just getting this insight here that we are only, we are the vessel for this. And this is a divine intervention. Prayer is a divine intervention coming through us. It's just what I'm picking up as, a, you know, Often when it's, you know it, and then it drops into your heart. It's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that's just what's happened for me right now. The, the, 
I'm just the vessel and that I have to, or I have the choice, I have the opportunity or the invitation to really put myself aside. Yes. And to, to know that prayer is, is so sacred and that I, I don't need to interfere with it at all because it is already being done because I've said yes to being the prayer, the prayer. Yes. <laughs> I've said yes to being the prayer. <laughs> and so it's going to happen. <laughs> and, you know, the interesting thing about that, you know, and you just popped this two things. There's a verse in a song that says we can all know everything without ever knowing how. Anything. <laughs> Sorry. Because when we become that open vessel, you know, you can look at a bug crawling on the wall and it connects a bunch of pieces to the puzzle and it go boom, insight. Uh, and so, you know, that's that's the journey and, and the adventure that we are on as we go through life. Um, but the other thing is this, is that when we begin to uh, pray, we have to give up. Part of that surrender or that giving up is this idea of living, I believe, in a modern world. Because in a modern world, we want recognition. We want accolades. We want to be uh, anointed with some title, reverend even, right? Um, and sometimes that could get in the way that could, you know, yeah. because, because I'm, 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 I'm looking for this prayer result, but I'm also trying to keep my status. I'm also trying to keep my whatever's. Um, and it becomes, it, be, it becomes a, a balancing act to put that in perspective. Uh, you know, and that's why I believe that that whole idea that it says, come ye as little children, Right. When a child goes out, they're not looking for recognition, whether it's, you know, no matter what they're doing, they're looking to explore. They're looking to learn, to have fun, to be joyous. And these are the things that we need to bring to prayer, even if it's a dire situation that we're praying mm -hmm. for. So it, it, it's, it's like you said, it's a sacred art that we must be uh, trained in, small part. But experience and exercise, which is the big part, because the way I receive and understand that my prayer has been presented properly and received is different from yours. Now, there may be some segments that intersect, mm -hmm. but in its totality, it's individual. And what I'm hearing from you also is humility. Yes, 100 percent. Yeah, because sometimes I can get too big for my britches and think I know it all. I've, I've read those books. I've done these things. <laughs> I've had these experiences. Yeah. OK, great. Good for yeah. you. Uh, but that is not the only experience that anyone can have in this vast universe. So be humble that it works that way for you. And and so when we're teaching these spiritual principles, which speaks to this whole thing about outlining, I can't tell you exactly how it works for you. Because I haven't walked a mile in your shoes. But I can, my job, I, I learned this from a, a minister the other day. My job as a minister or as a prayer leader is to be a tour guide. Is right. to be, is to, is to take, you said you want to take this journey. Okay, fine. Yeah. I've been down here. There are many ways on it. I'll take you down. I'll point out the sites and the historical points. 
It's up to you to find what attracts you and what excites you so that you develop your own leadership down that road. And, And if two people went on that path with you as the leader and me as the leader, they'd have access to everything. But I would highlight certain things and you would highlight certain other things. Yes. Wow, I love that. I love that. A tour guide. <laughs> and we're all tour guides, aren't we? Whether we're yes. leaders or not, or teachers or not, we're all tour yes. guiding our own lives. <laughs> exactly. And 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 and, and that kind of makes it fun. So because if you think about uh when you've gone on a tour with a tour guide, it's different going on a vacation and doing self-tours because yeah. I may not know, I may not know the landscape. But if I go and take a trip with a tour guide. I was in Barcelona and took a tour guide with with someone from Barcelona. We went to some of the top toppers places and oh, amazing! I was introduced and went to places that by myself I never would have gone down the street. Yeah. So that's 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 my press. We all need our our tour guides. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me, Rev Z. what would you say are would you could would you share would you be willing to share a really powerful demonstration that's happened for you through prayer i mean i know you shared about your mother and how you found prayer and discovered that and that's a demonstration in itself because it's led to who you are now and what you are bringing into into life now is there something that you can share for people that are viewing that might be really interested well yeah oh, come on then what What's happening? So, Come on, then. <laughs> so here, here's a here's a really good one, and honest to God, truth, right? I, I hold up my hand to testify, right? So, and this happened a while back, but it shows the power of prayer. So, uh, I had an opportunity a while back on a job to travel. Uh, I I had the potential at that time to travel overseas and live for a couple of years uh, in Australia, as a matter of fact, and. Went through all of the here, you know, twos and fro's, getting the information, this, that, and the other. And after a few weeks of going through this, I was told that unfortunately, due to timing and everything, I wasn't going to be able to go. Right? Totally devastating. Right? Yeah. Um, because it was a two-year assignment, and uh, I was I was devastated. So uh, I went home at that time and um, was totally out of it. Talked to my wife and I and I had already secured another job in the States uh, because I was leaving my current employer. So I had that as a backup. And so uh, the the uh, recruiter called me on a this was on a Thursday. They called me and said, OK, this company that's in, in the States, they're, they're waiting for you to reply. Uh, so I said, OK, well, let me let you know on Monday, give me the weekend to get my thoughts. Uh, And I said, because I'm still waiting to hear from this other job. Well, I had already heard from the job and they'd said no, but I, I, I use that as my excuse. So I go home, tell my wife, we pray, uh, you know, that if this is for me, if this is to happen, if this is good for us, we'll just let it be and release it. Done with it. So that Friday, I'm home. I'm sitting there the next day. uh, And a friend of mine who we were trying to go over together called me and said, did they call you yet? 
And I say, they who? And he said, the people from Australia about the job. I said, yeah, I spoke to him yesterday. They told me there was no job. And, uh, you know, that was it. And she said, well, no, I think that's not right. She said, I just got off the phone with him and uh, they're going to call you. And I kept telling her, I kept saying, no, no, no. And she said, look, I, I'm hanging up. For, she was mad at me, right? Because she thought I was questioning her. She said, right. I'm hanging up. So she hung up on me. She literally hung up on me. And so I still have the phone in my ear. And when she hung up, the phone rung while I still had it in my hand. And <laughs> the, the, the guy on the other end of the line said, hey, my name, this is Mike, yada, yada. Uh, we had a person who was supposed to come from London to Australia to take this position, but something has happened and he's not able to make it. So if you would still like to come, the position is open and you, we would love to have you. I said, most <laughs> definitely. And so I wind up spending two years in Australia, uh, in Melbourne working. Um, and that was a powerful demonstration of prayer that I had just did the day before, knowing already that they had said there was no position. But I didn't let that distract me. I prayed, wow. I prayed for if this was good for me, my family, and my children, make it happen. If not, life goes let on. Let it go. Yeah. That, and that's a true story. That is, that is so, I just love the way you were hanging on to the phone. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that is amazing. And, it, you know, it's, as they say, it sets a high watermark for, for what's possible when you're in that surrendered, because I was, I was like devastated, but yeah. that opened me up to be, to surrender. So, okay. So we talk a lot about prayer and we, and we pray and we use it as, as a, you know, a really powerful part of our spiritual practice or daily lives, you know, we're using it. And yet the part here also that I think that um, for me that I want to share is that you didn't let go. I mean, you let go, you let go. And in that letting go, you weren't judging the conditions around you. So you didn't allow the condition to lower your expectation or your mental equivalent. Your mental equivalent stayed there even though there was a no. Yes as a physical no on the phone the day before. Your mental equivalent was still open for possibilities here. And that's not easy, is it, for, some, for, for many of us when we get a devastating piece of news or something that we want and it hasn't happened, then for anyone that is listening, you could explain what mental equivalent is and how to keep that high. Yeah, yeah. And, because and, that's you know, a part of it, isn't it? That is the power because yeah. even though I was still, I was, you know, I was open, I was still uh, a little upset, right? A little, yeah. little, a little angry or whatever. I had a little angst there because I'm like, yeah. I'm qualified for this job. I know I'm the best person or at least as good as anyone else who could come in here and do this. Um, so, you know, I was in that questioning stage, right? Trying to clear my mind of the negativity so that, because often what will happen in those kind of situations, we'll find ourselves beginning to downplay ourselves, to affect our own self-esteem and our own uh, confirmation of the wisdom and skills that we know we've been blessed with. 
Yeah. And then it just slowly degrades everything, right? Because yeah. now it's affecting all your relationships, your work, you know, yes. your health. And so when you can have that conversation, but still know that you are, as some folks say, still know that you are worthy, still know that you are a child of God and that there is a direct connection that will never be severed. You can cut the light switch off and, 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 you know, you don't make the connection for the energy to flow, but as soon as you flip the switch, the light comes on. So how does somebody stay there? Because even, even that, you know, that takes practice, doesn't it? I believe it takes practice to stay there, even though it doesn't look like it's happening the way that we think we want it to happen. Yeah. And, and I would say, uh, one one thing, and 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 I I I use this, is yeah. is to make a journal or a mental note if you have a good memory or anything that when those moments happen, there's a touch point that you can refer back to. You know, I'm praying for a new job. All right, well, a couple of years ago I prayed for for healing for you know uh, pneumonia or whatever, and that came well. Getting a new job is it's good and important, but man, not dying from pneumonia was really serious. Uh, I can do this. So you have something that way, that's a touch tone that you can refer back to an experience that you've had or that you'd help someone else experience to just bring it back to center and say, yes, I am able to make prayer work. I am able. Wow. Yes, having that touchstone so that we, because we do forget, that's our nature, isn't it? To, to minimize the past and think that things that have happened aren't really relevant now. Well, they're not because there is only now. And yet the now that we're experiencing is a culmination of every choice that we've made yes. Yes. in the past. So if we can recognize the power of our prayer and even write down tiny little that we call small demonstrations, that's all leading up to as well, isn't it? To the, to what and, we're and asking for. You know, you said something there that's key is that, you know, this cumulative effect, right? The more I do something and get confirmation or, or manifestation or validation that it works, it gives me that much courage, strength, and skill, if you will, to continue doing it and begin to know that, I may need to uh, shift how it's done, but the basic mm -hmm. skills are the same. If I learn to swim in a swimming pool and then I go to an ocean and swim, mm -hmm. the mechanics of swimming are the same, mm -hmm. but I need to adjust in that ocean because that ocean got waves, mm -hmm. right? And then it has riptides that's pulling back. So, so I use the same skill, but I make adjustments based on the environment the situation or the circumstance that I find myself in. And I believe that that's, that's how prayer works for any and everybody. We learn the skill, we learn the openness, the surrender, uh, mm -hmm. uh, how to create that feeling. And then we adjust it based on circumstances. If I, you know, if I turn my radio in on right now and blast it, it's going to have a different effect than if I go outside and blast it. Two different environments, a different, you know, if I put it too loud in the house, nobody may not understand it. If I take it outside and have it loud, then it's going to be understood. 
Yes. Wow. I love it because it's it's saying you're saying that that the whole process is an experiment and we can watch this experiment and be a part of it and change things that we need to change along the way. Yes. And it, that's the fun of it. I for me that's the fun of it. Without doubt. I mean, you know, Ernest Holmes, one of his famous sayings that I love, he says, "Don't take my word for this stuff I'm Yes. Doing. Take it into the laboratory of your own life. This is a religious science. So you need a, all scientists have a science lab notebook where they take, they do the experiment, they take the notes. Okay, I need to adjust this picture. Okay, they do the experiment again. Oh, okay, got that part right. And they keep going back and forth with the experiments to have that visceral understanding, if you will, that says when I get it right, it's known. I've got my lab notes and I know you know, yes. think about the guy who in, who created post-it notes. He was looking to make another kind of adhesive and he wound up making post-it notes and became a huge success. Is but he that how it. it happened? Wow. <laughs> Took notes and said, oh, let me write that one down. And not what I wanted, yeah. but this works. Let me keep it. And I love that because, um, first of all, I just want to wel welcome Prince in. Prince Fleet is here and Wayne is here. Hi to both of you watching the Cosmic Prayer and here with Rev Z uh, today, learning more about prayer from his perspective, which is very, very learned and very wise. And what a teacher. I just feel so blessed that you're here, Rev Z, sharing, because you're unraveling so much and, and enriching uh, my understanding, and I'm sure the viewers' understandings of, of prayer and specifically spiritual mind treatment. Yeah, and we're what we're talking at the moment. We're just touching on how um, how we the uh, we are the 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 spiritual detective in our own lives. We're the investigator, and we can keep going with that. <laughs> uh, of anyway, the microscope, <laughs> the looking glass, or the microscope. Yeah. And question yeah. it because it's we're not, you know, we don't have to believe that it is so until we believe it and know it for ourselves and prove it to ourselves. And, yeah. you know, when, when, when you spoke of the looking glass, you know, boom, I got this image of Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which which but which, which in essence is what we're doing. We are Alice in Wonderland. There's so many things about this universe and about ourselves that we don't know that we are in a wonderland and we, you know, you know, there was the, the Chessar cat and the topsy turvy, you know, there were all these things that were, that she had a perception of that was different from that after she started experiencing and living it. And so for us, it's that same way with our lives, with our prayers, with everything is that once we begin to look differently, things open up. We we correct mis mis misconceptions and we mm -hmm. we and when we do that, it's like with a puzzle. If you if if I like puzzles, and so sometimes when I'm putting a puzzle together, I got this piece, I'm fixated on it, and I can't find it. But as soon as I find that one piece that goes in, it opens up a whole nother section of the puzzle. Because you know, on puzzles, there are a bunch of pieces that look virtually almost the same, but they don't go in that one spot. They only go in one spot. And when you get that one piece in that one spot, 
Now you can put 12, 15, 20 other pieces of the puzzle together because that one little insight, that one little connection opened up a whole new vista. Wow. That I've never heard it said like that before. That is so amazing the way you've just said that. And the, yeah. the and and prayer, prayer brings us those pieces, doesn't it? Or it allows us yes. to fit those pieces together. And and sometimes it just it it gives us the opportunity. I got the piece. I've been looking at the piece forever. But yes. I'm trying to force it into this space that looked like it goes. And I can even get it in there, but it's not, it's not uh, the seams are not quite there together. It doesn't quite allow the other edges to read up together. And so take it out. And that's what and that's where we 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 begin to experience this uh uh uniqueness of life, this point where we have to uh be the scientists of our lives. We have to be the scientists of scientific prayer, which yeah. affirmative prayer is sometimes called. It is it is your own individual connection, communication line with the divine. And we always say each and every one of us are unique expression of God. Well, if that's the case, we each have a unique expression and communication with God. And we have to find it. They're all very similar. They all have the same mechanics. They all have the same uh, uh, factor for manifesting. But I have to find, you know, if I get a cheap car, I can put regular gas in it. But if I get a, a if I get a, a Bentley or a Maserati or a Jaguar, I have to put premium gas because it burns hotter. It 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 does a little something different to the engine than regular gas that has a little more additives to it. It's the same thing with prayer. I believe that that you have to find the 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 the, the uh, the elixir or or the fuel that causes you to line up with your uniqueness that's going to give you optimum performance. Yeah. And uh, someone said to me a couple of weeks ago that that they they had um that someone came to them uh, about prayer and it was a practitioner, and that the person that was seeking the prayer was scared to use prayer because they weren't sure that prayer would really bring, it might bring them what they really want, but it might also not. And they were just scared and in fear of it. And I just wanted to talk on that and uh, for a moment on your perspective of, because I know personally through my use of prayer that I have to be bold with with prayer and i have to be bold in my level of acceptance of what's going to happen through that prayer because many times there have been experiences for me where it doesn't look like i really want it to look like and that is also a shifting of of things changing and yet it's uncomfortable it's blooming uncomfortable to be in there in that place and yet I know the prayer's working. Yes. You know, and that, that reminds me of that statement. And it's been attributed to um, Nelson Mandela. And it's also been attributed to uh, Mary. Uh, oh, she wrote the book, Return to Love. Marianne uh, Williamson. Marianne Williamson. You know, that our greatest fear is not that we are weak. Our greatest fear, we're powerful beyond control. 
So yeah. that begins to shape, if you're in that quandary, it begins to shape your idea of prayer and what you can do and how you do it. And, yeah. and if we go back to ancient cultures, right, prayer oftentimes was uh, associated with magic. When you look at ancient Egypt and you look at yeah. their prayers, they call them magic or incantations, which is associated yes. with magic. But in essence, they were doing, they, they understood the power of the word. You look at yeah. the creation myths of ancient Egypt and a lot of the ancient society, they understood the power of the word and how it created and transformed space and matter. And for those who were steeped in it, when they made a prayer and something happened, somebody may have thought, oh boy, that's magic. And I'm kind of scared of that. So it, if, if you've had that kind of experience, if you've had that kind of uh, uh, upbringing, then you could be afraid of prayer. Prayer, yeah. prayer could be a very scary thing to you. Yes. Yes, I can see that. But it and so we have, to, we have to begin to reframe the language. Yeah. Because prayer is a loving container, isn't it? Yes. It's love in action. Yeah. So whatever is going to happen is going to be love in action, even if it might not feel like it. <laughs> It might not feel like it. Of course. You know, how many how many times have I wished for something to happen so badly? And then when it didn't, I was so frustrated and angry. But then when I got a little further down the road and looked back, I said, boy, I'm glad that oh. did not happen. <laughs> yeah. I would be in dire straits right now. <laughs> yeah. And so that's where we are. Amazing. Wow. Rev Z, I love you being here and sharing like this because it's so inspiring for me. And I know for me, if it's for me, then it is for the listeners and viewers here. And um, if people want to catch you and find out more about you, how can we, how can people connect with you? Um, well, you, you, can, you can go to our website at www.csldenveraltogether.org. Yeah. Uh, and you can see our website and the things we have going on. If someone wants to reach out to me uh, personally, individually, you can send it to my email uh, at uh, RevZ, or you can send it to the one that's there now, CSL Denver. Yes. or at info, that would be info at CSLDenver.org, and it will go to our main site. But to get to me, you just do RevZ, R-E-V-Z, at CSLDenver.org. Dot org and that comes straight to me. Perfect. And also, if somebody wishes to have prayer, then and they come through New Thought Media Network, their prayer gets shared with the prayer team, and you are um, you are an integral part of the prayer team here on New Thought Media Network. So, if listeners are watching now and they'd like prayer, then know that Rev Z is going to be receiving that, yeah. and it will be prayed upon with the prayer team which is yes. very powerful because I'm a part of that as well. And I see the emails coming from people saying, yes, demonstration. <laughs> exactly. And, and I love to say, you know, when we pray, we pray for a person, place, thing, or situation. There is, there is no limit to what someone can pray for. Yeah. So, so don't, 
don't get it uh, confused that it has to be a, you know, I have to pray for myself. Well, you can pray for a situation. You can pray for, you know, someone else. You can send a prayer, you know, I, you you should uh, and, and be transparent. You should ask someone if you're going to pray for them because you don't want to invade their space. But yeah. you can ask for prayers for someone else. I mean, there's, there's no limit to prayer. Yeah, because when we are when we pray for someone else through someone else, we always pray for their highest and best, don't we? And yeah. um, so that it's not something that they might not want. Right. Um, yeah. Right. Amazing. So the prayer room here opens up for about twenty minutes after the cosmic prayer show here with Rev Z and the prayer lounge. There we go, and the link is actually in the Facebook feed as well. So. Anybody that's watching right now, if you would like to come in for 20 minutes, it's, you can come in for free. And the password is, oh, thank you, Diego. <laughs> Beautiful, 252-356. And that will be directly after this, uh, this show here with Rev Z. And if Rev Z feels like popping in, that's fine. If not, that's fine too. But it's for anybody that feel that they need are in need of prayer right now. So Rev Z, any other insights for somebody that might just be beginning on this journey of prayer and, and want to try it your way? What would you say? How would you, know, you be yeah. that tour guide for them right now? <laughs> Rev Z there's tour that, guide, I love there, it. <laughs> yes, there's that, uh, you know, there's that little uh, limerick or whatever that says, you know, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Well, you practice, practice, practice. Uh, and, okay. And, and, and that's what I would say. Um, practice prayer and keep notes, not for anybody else. Not it, It's for you. It's for you and the divine to begin to understand what prayer means to you, how you engage it, and how you activate it in your life. Because prayer like any communication with the divine is a sacred personal thing. I'm not doing it to get any kind of accolades. I'm doing it to stay on course with my life. And by chance, if I do that well enough, I can be a lamp light, a way shore, a tour guide for someone else on this path called life. Wow. And you are. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm, I'm just so inspired by that because it's the you just said, you know, and keep notes. And I don't always keep notes of my own prayer and my prayer progress. And I, you've really inspired me to, I mean, I have a prayer book and I write down prayers for others and I write down what I'm praying for at that time in my journal. And yet I don't always go back and reflect on that and, and then make notes of, of how that prayer is demonstrating. And I'm going to begin that. I'm going to begin that as of now. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Well, There's you know, this so has been, <laughs> I know, right? This has been such a pleasure because, uh, you know, as, 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 as a, as a, as a teacher slash tour guide, there, there's a <laughs> thing that says, there's no way you can teach someone anything and not continue to learn yourself. Right. Oh, um, yes. Because they're going to ask questions. You may have heard the question a million times, but it might be slightly different. There may be a little, little inf that make you think about something it's else differently. differently. And so 
this has been such a blessing and such a pleasure. Um, I, you know, I, 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 I want to say and encourage everybody who hearing this now and may hear it later. Develop a prayer practice. And if it doesn't look like anybody else's, that's OK, because it's not theirs. It's yours. And 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 when you do that, when you begin to do that and see results and feel comfortable in prayer, you can know when you pray and you're on target and you know when you just prayed and you say, OK, I got to go take a shower. I got to get a cup of coffee because that was off. That's, nothing's going to happen from that prayer. <laughs> because I wasn't into it. I, I, yeah. I was, I, my ego was there. My, my, my desire to get this thing was there. And when we can begin to release those kinds of things and come as an empty vessel open to the divine, you will be amazed at what happens. Wow. Thank you so much, Revzi. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for for being here and for sharing and for teaching and tour guiding. It's amazing. Amazing. Thank you. And I, I wonder if you'd like to share a prayer here before we go. Sure. If that would be okay with you. Yes. Be my pleasure. Yeah. Can I, yes. sh shall I open the prayer and then you can, you know. Most definitely. Yes. Yes. What, uh, what's in your heart to, to, Pray on right now. I would say to pray on everyone's open and receptive receiving of divine inspiration from the Most High God. Yes. Beautiful prayer. That's amazing. So if you're joining us right now, then we're inviting you together with me and Rev Z to close your eyes if you like to. And to settle into this for a few minutes as we speak our word, knowing the receptivity that is already here and that we are the receptive beings, the vessel to be in that process of reciprocity with the divine, with God, who's always wanting to give. And as I breathe that in and know that this one divine presence that is here as it always has been and it always will be. It is everlasting. This presence that is infinite and it is in, intimate to everything. It is the idea of everything. It is the creative expression that is infinite and eternal. And it shows up in its uniqueness as its uniqueness as everything that we know and everything that we don't know. And as I take my mind to the, the universes and the cosmoses and the multiverses and, and the, the infinite expanse of this experience of life, I know that this is God. I know that God is there. And as I bring myself to the knowing of this planet Earth and all the way to the tiniest, smallest, microscopic detail that I know as God expressing as its uniqueness. And I unite with my understanding of this, my deeper knowing acceptance of, of who I am and who Rev Z is and 
who you are as the listeners and New Thought Media Network and everybody. I unite with my knowing as, as we are this presence that is in, as, and through running us, as us, showing us, guiding us, and that this is love. And that was, as we open to receiving that, we open to receiving the wisdom and the intelligence that is already here waiting to express itself through us. I'm just so grateful for this. And as I have this deeper knowing and deeper gratitude, I pass this on now, this, this beautiful prayer to Rev Z. Ah, yes. And so if we just breathe that in, knowing that as we begin this exploration of inner space and outer space, mm. our ability to take all things in life and see the reciprocal image of them in ourselves, in each other, in the divine itself, knowing that there is no place where God is not, therefore, Every place is sacred. Everywhere we are is a place of prayer, of understanding, of surrender, of opening our hearts, our lives, our souls to be guided by the divine. Because I know this right here, right now is true for me and for you, that we are wise beyond our explanation. We are conduits that allow us to send forth energy, love, and open-heartedness to each and every one we meet. And the more we do that, we begin to create a container that allows us to stay open in love, to stay open in, in, in allowing the divine wisdom to flow through us. Because God has set out an individual, unique path for each and every one of us. So let us claim that path. Let us let us research that path. Let us become the scientists of our own lives and, and, and experiment with prayer and experiment with humility and experiment with openness so that we can begin to tune in to the station like we do now with digital setup. There was a time when we had to turn a knob and we had to really try to move our fingers to get a fine-tuned station. Now we just say, take me to 107.5, and you're there. So that's where we want to begin to cultivate in our own lives, a digital receptivity, receptivity that allows us to punch in the station and be in direct contact with God, to answer our prayers, to hear our prayers, to send us inspiration and allow us to live the magnificent life of love, light, and insight that we were intended to live. And so as we just allow that to wash over us and to sink in and go all the way down to our bones so that we're standing on a strong foundation of insight and love and prayer and receptivity and humility, we begin to give thanks. We begin to give thanks because we know that God keeps promises. And God has promises, if we ask, we shall receive. And so right here, right now, we're asking that each and every one in the sound of my voice are being fortified right now by God. And so it is in that thanksgiving, it is in that understanding 
that I release these words into the law, knowing that they would not return void, that, that they are already working in the process of unfolding and manifesting in your life, in my life, in all of our lives. And in that, we just say, and so it is, amen, amen, and amen. And amen, and so it is. Ooh, thank you. If we had time, I would sit here in silence for about another three minutes to <laughs> embody that. Amen. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Rev Z, for being here and for all that you do. And for anyone that's watching now or catching up, Rev Z, you can find him at Denver CSL, CSL Denver on um, Sundays and other days doing amazing things there and teaching there. So you can catch up with him there. And also on New Thought Today here on New Thought Media Network and the weekly Ministers Talking <laughs> I'm English. <laughs> and in the prayer ministry, if you are in need of prayer or desire prayer for your life, then know that when you when you ask here on New Thought Media Network for prayer, Rev Z is picking that up and uh, with the prayer team that I'm on also. So what a blessing. Thank you, Rev Z, for being here, Thank for shining you. your light and for inspiring so many people to be those uh, scientists and detectives for their own lives. <laughs> Amen. Thank you for the program and keep doing the good work. Yeah. Bye, Rivzi. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Cosmic Prayer, your weekly shift with Laura Topper on the New Thought Media Network. If you've enjoyed this programming, please tell a friend and join us again next week for Cosmic Prayer, your weekly shift with Laura Topper.